The Oodcast presents Great Leaps Forward in Art. Hey, hey, Folde, what you do? Hey, Plonga, I look for Alnal, my wife. Oh, I see her one dark light ago. She go in deep cave. She have red, black, white earth in hands. Great hairy mammoth ball. Folda told her not go in cave. Put shapes on wall. What shapes? Put earth on wall, make shape of bull, horse, deer. But make shape not meant for woman. What if horse spirit escape? Land in wife body. Then you in big trouble, Fode. But no worry. Everyone know woman not make good wall shape. Ha, <laughs> you right, Plonga. Not even look will be bad. When Alau come back, I tell her she bad wife. Not sleep at my fire. That right. You show woman her place. Now come with Plonga. What kick rock with foot? Make go far. Oh, yes. Kick rock with foot. Make oh. go far. Oh. 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 Hello and welcome to the Oodcast. My name is Andy and I am here with the other Ouds and they are from my right Ood Loz. Hello. Next up is Ood Alpha. Hello. <laughs> and finally, going around in an anti-clockwise direction, actually, is Ood Sigma. Hi, everyone. Very happy to be back. And we are here to talk about the latest episode of the broadcast version of Doctor Who, which was called The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Yes. <laughs> she did that as well, didn't she? Mm. Fell to Earth. Mm. Didn't seem to hurt herself. She was fine. No, I was really worried about that. But it, yeah, that wasn't a part of it at all. No. Nope. I think I might have glanced out of the window as she fell through the ceiling of the train because I didn't actually notice that bit. I was like, oh, oh, where'd she come from? But she was straight in there, wasn't she? Just in like Flint or a heap of laundry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always dropping laundry through the roof of trains. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm banned on Southwest Railways. It's done, really. It is a good airing, though, isn't it? Can I read a mission statement? Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you are new to the Oodcast or you haven't listened to us for a while, here's what we're about. Doctor Who, it's an amazing programme. We love it. Agreed. Um, there are things that aren't so great about it sometimes. Really? And there are things about it that are amazing. Yes. We're about the amazing things. We don't deny that there are other things. We're just not that interested in chatting about them all the time. There are places on the internet you can go to chat about them. It's just not here. <laughs> Basically, just follow Ian Levine for all of those needs. Um, but we are going to talk about things that we love mostly. We're a positive podcast. We're in business, Reg. Great news. I've spent all morning sharpening the pencils. What we got? Two words. Data retrieval. Oh, no, don't be like that. 
with a free hand on the design. Oh. Exactly. You know what I'm thinking. Eels. Exact what? Electric eels. Got loads of them in the tank next to the door. Do we? Left over from the aquarium ad campaign. Turns out they don't see eels as particularly glamorous. And you want us to use one? Can't be hard. Just graft a bit of kit to the body. What's it being used for? Tracking down a human on Earth. Biorecognition, then. Suppose so. Easy. Ten minute job, that. We must have some DNA trackers in one of the cupboards. Maybe we could stick some of the eels together and send them as one creature. Do you think they'd notice? Doubt it. We'll give it a fancy name, like Gathering Coil. Don't suppose they'll even look twice. That's settled, then. We can get shot of all of them. Great. Let's crack on, then. Shall I grab an eel to start with? Please. You'll need some... (laughs) Gloves. So, where do we start? Do we start with the Doctor herself or do we dance around it for a while? I don't know. I feel so many things inside myself. (laughs) I have so many emotions. I've got too much emotions. Um... Can I, can I, guys, can I say? Lars, I I would like to hear your take on this. Okay, so I waited until uh, Chris Sigma got back from overseas in order that I could watch it with him because I knew that I was going to really feel things, but I didn't realise how much I was going to feel them. And in that point where the doctor lands on the train and Yaz turns to her and says, oh, you're a woman. I burst into tears. She did. I can confirm this is true. A mixture of tears and laughing, which is not what I was expecting. And your little knee went up and and down with And my knee started jiggling. My whole body was shaking. I didn't realise how much it was going to affect me, but I just thought, finally, you know, at last, here's a woman being able to do things on a TV show that don't involve standing still and looking pretty and screaming. It meant so much. And I really felt it. And actually, there were a whole bunch of points throughout the episode where I ended up tearing up because it was just so brilliant. And I felt filled with joy and purpose. What I thought, and not to take away from the fact that obviously this affected you, Loz, and I think quite rightly so, and I can imagine why that would be, I was really struck by how... It didn't seem to be an issue that this character was a mm. woman. Yeah, absolutely. And how much of that is down to Jodie's superb acting, how much of it is down to the writing, or just the the general sense of goodwill amongst viewers in general. Um, I mean, look at the ratings. We we, we, we heard the ratings. Mm. Uh, overnights were 8 point something, which yeah. was... 8.2, yeah. Um, I think it was a little <clears throat> bit higher than... Most Doctor's first story so far? Most in the last 10 years. No Uh, one tuned in more in the last 10 years. So I I, I genuinely thought that that is the Doctor, um, regardless of the fact she was a woman. And I think that, um, hooray. That was the most amazing trick. It was, at one end of things, the most incredible, mind-blowing, amazing new thing. And at the other end... It just felt like business as usual. Mm. And, and the, the episode was able to hold both of those things and balance them, which I thought was just an incredible bit of televisual filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure what anyone expected to happen, really. I don't think they were ever going to make a big issue of it, but I was really pleased. There just 
wasn't really much mention and didn't need to be because she clearly nailed it from the start. I mean, there was that funny bit where she's chasing after Tim Shaw and can't catch him. And she sort of says, because of all, and she grabs her chest. And I was like, oh, she, is she going to say her whizwams? But she said, <laughs> no, all the stuff fizzing around inside. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they took that in that direction. Mm. But every woman knows the difficulty of running with large whizwams. It would be really <laughs> weird to suddenly have breasts when you haven't for 12 lifetimes worth of experience yeah Mm. that's gonna that is it should be mentioned so i thought that was a nice way of doing it i mean the implication is that the doctor has been a woman before from what she says when she goes to collect her wardrobe she says oh it's ages since i bought women's clothes that's john pertwee When he dressed up as a cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Or, or, or he might have bought for Susan, his granddaughter. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't think there's any question oh. that he's been a woman before. Yeah, I think that's, we that's know all the doctors. We've, I, I think I need to see. Brain of the Morbius. First Sorry. doctor going clothes shopping for, for Susan in that's 60s London. Wow. <laughs> Can you write a sketch about that in the next couple of minutes? Uh, I'll try. All right, Carl, your dad uh, said to say hello and welcome to your first day as a crane operator. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm Doug. I'll be your foreman. Oh, good stuff. Right, first things first, health and safety induction. Always, and I mean always, wear a hard hat if you're going out for a walk on the crane arm. Got it. Without a hard hat, there's a real possibility that you could fall and seriously hurt yourself. Look at my face. I'm being serious. No problem, Doug. I'll remember. Lovely. Next up, crane operation. Here's the joystick. So you've got your left, your right, your up and down. Any questions? Nah, seems simplistic and intuitive to me. I'm sure just about anyone could walk in off the street and do this job. You're not wrong. Well, I think that's about it. Uh, anything else? Oh yeah, we work mostly at night because that's the best time to operate heavy machinery in a city centre when everyone is sleeping. Makes sense. And remember... Always obey people in high-vis vests without question. Even if you don't recognise them, that's a site-wide rule. Will do. Great. OK, well, that's the boring induction stuff finished. Why don't you try lifting a bunch of those steel girders so we can make a building? Hell yeah. Oh, I love my job. So... This new Doctor's character is childlike. I I think mm. my defining moment of the entire episode for me, the bit that I thought now was like, I think that's who her Doctor's going to be, was that, uh, can we have the siren and the light? Mm. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> her whole face just collapses. And and that, yeah. that wonderful slap down of Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a line of, um, of that kind of... Um, uh, taking the the thunder, stealing the thunder of the villains. Because mm. in the uh, trailer for next week, she does. Uh, do you practice those lines in the mirror? Yeah. yeah. I thought that it was awesome that this is a doctor who gets to make quite serious mistakes, like zapping everybody into the <laughs> cold, airless vacuum of space. Yeah. But there's also that fantastic sequence where she's doing some heavy manual engineering, creating her new screwdriver. Mm. And it's all steampunk 
flame-throwing sledgehammer montage. And just, it's just so cool. Just goes <laughs> from bigger to bigger to bigger flamethrowers, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful music yeah. in that sequence. Yes. I thought we just music? say about the music? Mm. Because um, it was very atmospheric, uh, as opposed to the kind of grandiose romanticism of Murray Gold. Which Andy, can I, I say bombastic? Yeah. Uh, if you like. Bombastic. That's, that's your word. <laughs> um, uh, you mean Murray? Yeah, Murray was bombastic. Yeah, um, and I loved that style. I, I, uh, but this is, is, is underscoring, it's undertones, isn't it? It's subtlety. Um, yeah, my, my take on it was it sort of in between the two of you. Murray Gold's music, though I liked it a lot, kind of demanded a place on the sound mix where this just fits in mm. and just perfectly... So just underscores everything that's happening. That's much closer to what I associate with the Doctor Who I watched when I was a child yeah. and what I think is the best film scores. Yeah. Very true. I, I didn't even notice it until it got to the theme tune at the end where this noise like a thousand clattering bin lids came in <laughs> and it was just so kick-ass to have that really driving fierce percussion mm. over the top of the beat. I loved it. It was quite a sort of hollow aggressive rendition and of the I theme think tune the rendering of the melody is beautiful yeah yeah i loved it it, it sounds quite like the classic thing to me yeah there, there think... is a lot of of delia darbish's actual mix in that oh wow which um uh, yeah it's quite comes over he's quite done clearly something to it doesn't he he's yeah he's, um, it's, it's not it, just on its, its own yeah but it is there and it's yeah stunning and i thought the visuals in the back of the credit sequence felt very kind of retro if that's going to be the title sequence next week mm. i'm pretty excited yes it had yeah. a classic vibe to it yeah shifting blurry shapes i'm quite glad they didn't have the title sequence though i and i know it was strange to to some people but there's almost as much focus on that if it's a new sequence and a new theme tune and this was all about the chain other changes and i, I think it was right that it wasn't there um, and it was a nice surprise at the end mm. to hear how different it was. Mm. Yeah, it's lovely. We still got something to look forward to. I like yeah, the suspense. Yeah. We still got. We haven't seen the titles yet, and the Tardis, and the Tardis. <gasps> yeah. yeah, there's there's <laughs> things that we were probably I thought we were going to get that they held back, which I think was very clever. Do you think that it will have fixed its chameleon circuit? No. <laughs> ah, no, no. Too much change. Too much change. But but having said that. I thought there were so many things that stood out just in terms of the technical aspects of the episode. Um, the cinematography was beautiful. Um, admittedly, when you go back and you look at some of the earlier series of New Who, it does look like you're watching through a fine film of porridge. And now you've got everything in glorious HD and they really, really took advantage of the beautiful oh, autumnal colours. There was so much space. Mm. I know. It looked amazing. I've heard some huge. people say um, that it was unrealistic and that there was a working train running between <laughs> Sheffield and <laughs> other parts of Yorkshire. Not but, for long, though, of course. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's true. It's true. It does, it does stop quite, quite thoroughly. Yeah, modern Britain is... Um, truly represented and it's uh, represented of course by the fantastic supporting cast who all had really interestingly fleshed out relationships right from the beginning and yet their characters didn't dominate the action to the extent where you were thinking oh this isn't really mm. about the doctor this is about her companions anyone have a favorite companion yet sorry friend anyone have a favorite friend all of them oh nice i like graham yeah, I enjoy Graham a lot more than I thought I was going to, actually. Yeah, me too. I, I think he's uh, great. <laughs> and I think the relationship between him and Ryan is going to be re a, a really interesting thing yeah. to see develop, and I think it'll be fun. Okay. I also like Yaz. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah cool. They're all great. Um, Did can... you catch your eye, Chris? No. <laughs> oh, <I> mean... <laughs> Hello, Tim Shaw. Intriguing. A short distance teleport device inside a giant space fig. Is this all I get? All the information you need is in the task. Right. Let's read that then. Cover your face with human teeth using only what is in this room. Most teeth embedded wins. You have seven Earth years. Your time starts now. Chris has to go. Sorry. Bye, still going. Yeah, Chris Bye. has had to leave. We had all four of us in the room for a very small amount of time. I'm not sure what I did with my building pass. Your building pass? That's oh. going to be fine, right? Yeah, 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 don't worry. If you can't get through the gate, just the crawl escape. underneath the... <coughs> literally crawl underneath the turnstile. That's what I do when I get We've stuck. All done it. It's full of dignity and... So sorry, Chris. I'll pretending to be a tortoise. I'll send you all the bits to do. Well, poor Alpha has had to leave, but we have more to say about this amazing episode, so we're going to tarry a while longer. Yes. Was it a bit dark? I mean, not the lighting, I mean the tone. I've had a couple of my friends who wouldn't show it to their kids yet. Uh, so kids who are sort of six or seven, that kind of age. Um, so that's mm. There are parts watch. of it that were genuinely frightening. Like when the energy coil is making its way slowly through the doors and it looks like almost strands of ghostly ribbons of smoke just entwining themselves around the wreckage. And that's quite freaky. Mm-hmm. I felt, I mean, that sort of thing I've always loved in Doctor Who. Um, oh, and I thought it was the scribble monster from Fear Her. My little heart, <laughs> my little heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh, it's the scribble monster from Fear Her. For, for a second, I thought it was a techno update of the Sontarans and the Rutans. Oh. But no, I like that sort of stuff. The bits that I felt uncomfortable with were the indiscriminate sort of sense of the, of the deaths of... Um, of people we didn't know, but we're obviously nice people. people you know, the mm-hmm. security I mean, guard. if somebody throws a kebab at me, I'm not going to think of them as very nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tim Shaw was definitely an, a nasty piece of work. Yeah. Oh, Tim Shaw, a militaristic sort of guy who functions on brute force and isn't afraid to cheat to get elected. Oh, wait. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? Mr. Shaw here to see you, Dr. Robinson. Thank you, Patrick. Mr. Shaw, thanks for coming in today. Take a seat. Where shall I put my helmet? Oh, just stick it over there on the table. Uh, So how long has it been since we last saw you here at the Bright Smile Surgery? It has been seven years since last my people hunted your filthy species on this desolate mud ball you call home. I see. Well, normally we like people to come in a little more frequently, ideally every six months or so. Regular checkups mean we can catch problems before they get too serious. Prevention is better than cure, that's what my old lecturer said anyway. <laughs> Open your mouth, please. How long? Sorry? How long will this take? Every moment I am here, 
is a moment longer my prey remains breathing. Even now, I feel the hunt bloodlust thrilling through my veins. Yes, you do appear to have quite extensive bleeding gums. It's probably a touch of gum disease. That is not my blood. Keep your mouth open, please, Mr. Shaw. Well, this is going to take all day. Now, let me see. Uh, nurse, patient has some sort of severe extrinsic staining and mottling of his enamel. May have ameliogenesis imperfecta. As mentioned earlier regarding his gingiva, I'm going to make a differential diagnosis. Either necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis or possibly smoker's keratosis. Do you smoke, Mr. Shaw? Only because I'm so cold. Noted. Patient also seems to be permanently grimacing. This seems to be due to an increased occlusal vertical dimension. Is that good? It's not ideal, no. Are we done here? Nearly. There's just one other matter I'd like to discuss with you. What's that? I'm not sure how to put this. Is it the hundreds of extra teeth covering my face? Yes. Very much that. What are your concerns? Well, I'm noticing a lot of inflammation around the soft tissue of your cheeks and jawline. That is from where I jam the teeth into my face after harvesting them from my victims. I I see. Uh, Are you experiencing any kind of discomfort? Yes. Uh, Can you describe that to me? Is it a sharp pain or more of a dull ache? It's like someone has stabbed me in the face hundreds of times with tiny daggers made of teeth. Yeah, well, the teeth themselves are actually in pretty good condition. Uh, I'm not seeing too many signs of erosion or decay. It's just the quantity and the sheer variety of them that's worrying me. And the fact that they're on the front of your face and not inside your mouth. Can you describe your brushing routine? Brushing routine? I'm going to recommend you spend two minutes brushing your interior teeth. Divide your mouth into quarters and spend 30 seconds on each segment. Use a circular motion and remember to clean front and back. I'd then spend a further 10 minutes on your exteriors. Maintenance is important, Mr. Shaw, and I don't want you losing them, especially when it seems you've gone to so much trouble to acquire them. Do you floss? No. I would floss. Thank you. Anything else, Doctor? No, that about covers it, I think. Just don't leave it so long between visits next time. If you see me again, it will be because I have hunted you down across galaxies. If you see me again, there will be screaming and pitiless cries for mercy. Yes, well, no one likes going to the dentist, I suppose. Ah, you're still here. uh, Can I help you with anything else? May I have a sticker? I really liked uh, these. Like, I I do genuinely like the slightly heavy-handed elements in the script. There's a bit where the doctor says, Don't be scared. All of this is new to you and new can be scary. And then later on she says, We're all capable of the most incredible change. We can evolve while still staying true to who we are. We can honour who we've been and choose who we want to be next. Now's your chance. How about it? And it's just Chris Chibnall reaching through the screen and, like, slapping at certain parts of the fandom, and it just makes me laugh so much. I also like the idea of him physically doing that. That would be quite amusing. Be a good Doctor Who villain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wouldn't it? The wire like the wire. Like yeah. the wire. Yeah. 
Um, so what do we think of the script? I thought the script was a bit like, it was a bit like the metalwork around a precious stone. The script didn't really shine too much for me. It was quite naturalistic. There was a lot of just people in love with each other, people having boring, boring average conversations. And then at the heart of it, you had the shining diamond of Jodie Whittaker's performance and the performances that were drawn out from that ensemble cast. So I think that actually that's okay. We don't need massive pyrotechnics of language or plot for this episode. We just needed to know that we were in the right hands. And I think it made that very clear. I agree with that, actually. It wasn't Moffat. And I've I've spent many an hour, probably, if you added it all up in this podcast, saying how much I love his writing and I love RTD's writing before. This is functional, uh, straightforward, laser focused on uh, what it's intending to do. And because it's come after the Moffat era, I think it feels refreshing and, and exciting and new and stripped down. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, actually. I really liked it. And I think it's set up for, it sets things up for the future. So who knows really what's still to come? Because mm. opening episodes of new eras are always uh, just introducing the characters and their interrelationship more than anything else. So yeah. we don't really know where this is going yet. I think we're going to get less sort of witty, snappy hijinks, less technobabble and more connection and emotion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm all right with that. Yeah, me too. Um, I have a few theories that I thought I'd oh, just put, yeah. up, put on wax, as it were. Uh, I think we're going to hear more from the guy who got killed, Sister Asher, because the plot was at pains saying that she isn't dead. She's being held in a state between life and death. And as uh, Tim Shaw falls, he beams away. Why didn't he die? I feel, I know I know they've said that every single one is standalone, but I think there's going to be tiny filaments of plot that link some of it together. I think we're going to see her, Asher, mm. at another point. I thought it was quite interesting that Tim Shaw gets away, because I don't think that he's likely to stop what he was up to, which is... Uh, another thing that I felt slightly uncomfortable with um, because I was used to, as a kid, I was used to the bad guys being uh, neutralised. Neutralised is a good word, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. I mean, his his insides do start turning to licorice soup and leaking out the sides of his face. So I think that was pretty severe a punishment. Oh. And he gets zapped back whilst that... DNA bomb inside his brain is going off. So I think actually what's happened is is almost more of a deterrent. At this point, they've just had triumphant warriors returning with their cargo in tow. This time they have one of their mightiest warriors coming back, leaking bits of himself out of his ears, having been defeated. Maybe that will put things out the window off. at that point as well. <laughs> was there something really amazing happening out the window well, when no, you watched it? <laughs> it was a bird on a roof. <laughs> How strange. Oh, well, I must pay more attention next week. This is the haiku for The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Dental obsessive hunts while she finds her metal. Can't let new friends go. Ah, oh, and he's Great. still got it. He's still wow. got I keep it. keep it in a cupboard.
I'm so excited and so happy and I and I almost feel sorry for some people who are refusing to really engage and enjoy with something that promises to be a very special piece of television. I just wished everybody could see it for what it was, which was an exciting new step with a brilliant character and a very, very interesting tangent on the way forward of one of my favourite programmes. Yeah, and it meant something to me, especially in this week. And I know It sounds so silly me saying it out loud, but with all the, all the atrocities that are being put on, on women with the Kavanaugh case, with, with everything that's happening at the moment, just to have this silly little sci-fi programme that means the world to me, standing up and saying, we're not part of that world. We're looking to something better. And, 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 then, and then showcasing this woman of such vast talent and charisma, that, that really meant something to me. And yeah, I can't really put it into words. Well, you just did. You just did rather well, I thought. I would agree with both of those points. I have nothing further to add. Oh, go on. You've got something little to add, haven't you, Andy? Oh, have I? Um, yes. Oh, yes. Well, the thing is that um, it's it's kind of difficult to fit in all this oodery. <laughs> um, so I may, may not be here all the time. I'd like to do more um, when I can, but um, it's uh, not always going to be possible. So uh, you might not hear so much of me this series. But you'll still be watching. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, I, yes, I rather think so, don't you? Well, I, I would have to say, I hope that you go forward in your beliefs. <laughs> yes, and I shall prove to you that I'm not mistaken in mine. <laughs> yeah, a bit of an end of an era here, but Andy, you'll definitely be back when you can, oh, right? No, I As will, a guest, yes. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a stranger. It's just as I might be slightly intermittent. Mm. You can be that awesome bit at the end of the credits where they leave all of the really famous people and then say, with, <laughs> with Andy Candish. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, there we go. Big news. Everything must change. Yes, life depends on change and renewal. Change, my dears, and not a moment too soon. It seems this series is preoccupied with change, and that's a good thing. I think the actual quote is, change, my dear, and it seems on a moment too soon. Oh, and that is the kind of thing that we will miss. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's lovely to be back, everyone. Uh, We'll see you next week. I hope you're ready for the next episode. Is that the song you're going to do? Watch TV every day. Cheerio, everyone. Oh, (laughs) toodle from me. And it's toodles from me. Hi there, everyone. It's Chris Sigma. A bit of bad news. Loz, after the recording, got quite a bad throat. I reckon it was because she played that Stenzo character for so much of the episode. But anyway, she has no voice whatsoever. But don't despair. Uh, I've decided that I am going to do the song instead. So here goes nothing. I'm kidding, obviously. She says she'll do two next week. Buongiorno, Giovanni. What is born about it, Claudio? Have you seen what the maestro has left on his easel? Surely another work of glittering genius. 
Perhaps one of his extraordinary fusions of spiritual devotion and scientific rigor. No, Claudio. It is a preliminary sketch of Lisa Giaconda. What? How derivative! I thought uh, it might be a diving apparatus or the workings of the heart. Instead, only a chubby silk merchant's wife. <laughs> He's only doing it for money. He's losing his divine spark. This is definitely a Leonardont. Well, uh, Giovanni, there's uh, no point uh, in moonaying about this Lisa. With any luck, when he's done, it will just sit above their fireplace and no one shall see it. And maybe one day a stray spark goes up and poof! Oh, Claudio, you sly dog. Well, arrivederci. I'm off to beat myself with a whip. Hey, hey, Fode! <laughs> I'm doing a voice. Yeah, it was a good voice. Let's try again.